If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Christina Madden. Hey, if you don't know us, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures find jobs they love quickly. And we got a hot topic for you today. Hey, if you're, we go live each week in the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing career network on Facebook. Check us out. I think we're at a couple members now. 7,300 directors, VPs, and executives from across the country. You should check us out. Hey, if you're watching in the Executive Career Network right now, say hi below. We're also live on LinkedIn. Let us know if you're watching from LinkedIn. And we are also live streaming to YouTube. And hey, after we're done today, we upload it to everywhere on the internet. iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, anything you could possibly think of. And do me a favor. If you can leave us a review over on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. So if we give you any value on this segment, it helps you in any way. Share this with a friend. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. But before we get started... We had a massive offer came in. I talked to Christina about this. We had a $1.2 million offer come in. Congratulations to him. We have finalized it. We're going through the employment agreement right now. So huge congrats. If you feel you need help in your career, right? If you're targeting six figures or multiple six figures, you don't know where to start. You're worried about your resume. You're worried about how am I going to get on interviews? You've been applying for jobs and haven't got any traction. Go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Schedule a free consult with us. So let's get started in today's topic. Episode 32, why your resume is not the problem in your job search. Christina, I got a couple notes, but would you like to start us off with what we were talking about beforehand? Hey, well, I'm just super excited about this topic, man. Like pumped up about it for like the last hour. And I just have a question for you. So this $1.2 million job offer, like, do you think it was the resume that really nailed that down? It was only the resume without having the perfectly formatted resume to exactly people forget, like after the resume, right. You still have to go through a series of interviews. You still have to be a consultant. You still have to do all of these things. And what people realize is even with, the perfectly most optimized resume in the world, here's what's going to happen to you, right? Do you know what actually happens when you apply online? First off, the same job you apply for on Indeed is also over on Ladders, ZipRecruiter, uh, Monster, uh, Dice, Glassdoor, right? And when that job post goes live, thousands of people apply for this 200, 300K job. What are the odds that the recruiter is going to call you back. Because here's the thing. Does anyone think a recruiter has the time to go through 1,500 resumes and review them in detail? Probably not. I've trained a lot of them. Here's what they do. They pick the first. They go through the first 30. They pick five people who are qualified. They call them. Guess what everyone else gets? Hey, thanks for applying. But we found someone better. 
that are qualified. Okay. And they never, and Hey, get it. Like, and I, and I get this, right? So when we have somebody who has experienced so much rejection like that, right? So you get the emails and you, you know, the rejection emails or thanks, but no thanks or whatever. All of these things are such a hit to our self-confidence. It's like, well, what, what, what can we blame? Is it the resume? Am I too old? Am I too young? Underqualified, overqualified. And we just, we want to grasp onto anything that we can blame for like our, our lack of success um, and our lack of job opportunity. And one of the reasons I wanted to cover this topic, and I really think it deserves so much attention. It's, it's probably going to take me a few episodes, but you know, we get applications for, for clients who want to work with us, you know, and, and our clients are amazing once we shift their mindset around this. But I would say nearly 50% or more of, of the um, applications that come in, one of the questions is, hey, what do you think is the biggest problem in your job search? And I'll see one word, one word there, resume. And I am, for as long as I've been doing this, it's still, like, I, I'm still shocked. I, I still get shocked every time I see it because this person is a leader, obviously has some amazing achievements and, and it, it has really big goals and has literally given this one piece of paper so much power to say like, that's what's stopping me. <clears throat> and it's fascinating. Now, don't get me wrong. These things are great tools and they're going to empower you and become a great roadmap for your conversations and a great showcase for your achievements. I'm, I'm not saying that, but you still have to, you still have to be the one in control of, of your success and in control of your job search. And that's why I'm pumped up about this topic because people so quickly lean on this as, as their biggest problem. And here's the funny part too. Back in the day when we started doing this, we didn't even up, update resumes for our clients. We didn't update LinkedIn profiles and they still nearly got the same results, right? Because that's not what's going to help you get hired. You know what the crazy thing is too? How many people, let me know in the comments if you've ever went on an interview and then they basically are giving you a bunch of objections or asking about, you know, skills you don't have, etc. Isn't it always confusing of why did that person call you? So the first thing I want you to think about if someone does call you because of a job you've applied on, right? When you're fielding objections or they're telling you, you don't have something, try to just sit back and say, why did this person actually call me? Do you think people intentionally call people that just are absolutely not qualified because they have nothing else better to do? Christina, if you had a, if a hundred people applied for a job you posted, would you call every single person and tell them what's wrong with their resume? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So remember, if you're on the resume or if you're on the interview, don't worry about your resume. Right. Worry about what they're looking for, what their challenges are, and how you've done that in the past and been successful or how you can solve their challenges. Most of the time, people are not advanced interviewers, right? They don't know where to lead these conversations. So be sure you're capitalizing. When you do get on these interviews, right, don't focus on your resume. Focus on your background and your accomplishments. Just like Christina said, you're worth so much more than your resume, okay? If, if you find yourself hyper-focused on the resume or you think that the resume is going to save you from being nervous or, or even a little scared in an interview, like that, that's a great cue. Like that's a great uh, – compass for, for, to get your emotions and, and your fear and your, your energy back in check. Because if you're leaning too much on that resume, we know we're headed in the wrong direction. That's not what they're, that's not what we're looking for. Um, yep. I brought up the, the gym analogy earlier and not because I'm some tremendous athlete. I just know the gym is a place I'm, I get very humble, but <clears throat> let's see, you've got the gym equipment, you've got the personal trainer, you, you've got the meal prep, you've got all the tools, right? Which is what we consider 
LinkedIn and career coaching and resumes and, and you know, cutting prep. interview prep, all the things. You have all the things. Well, then you're still standing there. You're, you're the one who still has to do the work. You have to eat the food and not eat the cheat meals. You have to lift the weights. You have to focus. You have to be disciplined and you have to be in control. And it's, it's the same thing. So you have to think about these things as tools, not an end-all be-all for your success. You know, and not to bust anybody's chops here, but just take a moment, ask yourself, like, what does it really revere, reveal about my character and my ability to lead people if I'm so quick to blame this one piece of paper? Think about it, guys. It's a piece of paper. And I think what so, happens mainly when we talk to our clients who are frustrated about their resume or whatever is we're we're trained in corporate America to like have your resume, apply to HR, cross our fingers and pray and hope something happens. We all know that isn't the way people get jobs. If you're trying to be a COO, a VP somewhere, right? That's not the way. But I think what happens is when things aren't going as intended, just as humans, we look for something to blame. Most of the time, it's not our tactics and strategies. It's what we already have. So that's why I feel people put so much emphasis on this resume, right? Like this is the deciding factor to deal with my success you know, it's crazy too. We've actually filled new clients who have been on 10 interviews, Christina. And then they say, I really think it's my resume holding me back. And we're like, you've been on 10 interviews. Hey, if you're going on interviews, not converting them to offers, something's wrong. And my guess is it's probably not your resume. Why do you think people look for something to blame instead of themselves or their tactics besides, you know, some piece of paper, Christina? Well, it can be a really painful, you know, process to to fully accept full responsibility for these perceived failures. Like, okay, well, if you've got yourself wrapped up in a vicious cycle of of the blame game, it's a difficult path to walk for to take like radical responsibility for your own actions and your mindset. So I think it becomes painful because this this job search process can be very painful for some people. Um, you know, you've there's a great amount of loss in the job search of friends, colleagues, money. It's lonely. You know, Sometimes you can't tell anybody. Right. And we don't want to look, it's, 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 it's hard to look in turn, to look inside and, and take responsibility. It's hard. We want to do easy stuff, not the hard stuff. The stuff you, the stuff we're supposed to be doing is not the easy stuff. It's not the stuff we want to do. So of course we want to blame everyone around us. You know, here's the other thing too. You only get like two pages. Some of you, one page is on a resume. How are you possibly going to highlight all of your accomplishments and achievements and impact and change and all of this stuff? You're literally going to formulate your whole experience as you as a corporate professional in the workforce for 20 years on one or two sheets of paper. Please let me know in the comments how that makes sense, right? you're not going to be able to capture everything on your resume. That again is what the interview is for, right? Hey, I give you a couple of my accomplishments and achievements as a product management professional in my space. Now let's go to the interview and figure out, Hey, what's really important to you? Where are your challenges at? Let me provide some solutions of what I've done in the past. They might not be on your resume. Okay. So remember, right? You are the one who's going on this interview, not your resume. There's probably going to be many things you're going to talk about, which also have not been listed on your resume as well. Let me ask you this. So all the, all the successful people inside of our company that we've built, have, have we even seen a resume? I don't even think we've ever even seen a resume. 
We've never asked every every hire at Executive Career Upgrades, <clears throat> guys who works for us internally, we've never got their resume. We've got a little bit about them, right? Maybe we <laughs> had them do a little video intro for two minutes and then we conduct the interview, right? You have to know how to sell yourself very confidently and your resume is there as a backup tool to quickly showcase that. Now, I now I just, I just got off a call with some, with some clients who, you know, have been fumbling, had been, had been before working with us, fumbling around with many different resume writers because, hey, maybe you do want to get the resume looking fresh. Okay, cool. You know, and I'm not talking down to any writers out there, but many of these resume writers, they're just writers, right? So they don't even know how to pull out your achievements and that, that speak directly to your target, like very, very measurable achievements that, that speak about you and your brand and, and what you're going after. And so when we help people transform a resume into what an executive level resume looks, it becomes super empowering, but that same client will then very quickly still realize like that's not what's going to get them the job. So no matter how good it looks, and, and you do want a good one. Okay, guys, I'm not taking away Here's that. Here's the confusing want- part too. Even if you have someone get it done, you're gonna go on an interview with someone in HR or a recruiter yeah. who says you need to change the format, change the words. Then you get super confused. So then you go over to monster.com for a free resume assessment. And then they tell you all this stuff's wrong. Then you go over to career builder. Then you go over to a resume writing company and everyone's saying different stuff on how theirs is the best. It's a well, resume. Think, think about it this way. Like when you go to buy a new car, when you go, I, I just keep thinking of these analogies. You go buy a new car. You've looked at the safety ratings. You've seen all the, all the stats about it. You know all about the engine and the interior and all the details. But that's not what's probably going to make you buy it. It's what's going to make you buy it is probably the sales guy who has figured out your pain points and why you want the car. It's going to be how the car drives. It's going to be what the car does for you. It's going to be this hands-on experience of the car. It's the same thing. All of this stuff on paper, great. It's not going to help you make a decision one way or the other. These companies are buying you. You. And most people, if you're watching this podcast right now or listening to it, right, and you're at the six-figure or multiple six-figure arena, you know, do the research. Google, where are these people getting their jobs? They're getting it from networks, their old network, building a new network, identifying companies that are doing well in the marketplace and presenting themselves as a solution to some problems they're going to have. That's how people get hired. So if you're watching this and you've been doing this thing for six months of applying for jobs and people keep getting confused and you think it's your resume and you think it's this, I assure you, it's just the process that you've been following, which is not the process to get a six-figure or multiple six-figure role in, you know, 2022. It just isn't. If you have friends, family members, um, you know, ex-coworkers that are telling you, well, man, you, you better just beef up your resume. Just get a better resume. Make some calls, keep applying, it's gonna happen. You know, try to keep your mindset in check there too, right? Because again, it's so easy to, to, to think it's the resume. That's why we're here doing this pod, this podcast topic, because we get it. Like, of course you're gonna think it's the resume. Like probably, you know, it's really easy to blame that. So um, I just, you know, really encourage everybody out there listening to understand and just get in the driver's seat of your job search. The now, resume is a tool. So here's your resume. Does it say your accomplishments and achievements and how you've been successful in whatever domain you're in? It's good enough. Don't worry about that. Next step, 
get a hold of people that can actually hire you. I know this is a foreign concept for most of you on this podcast. If you don't know how to do that, I put in the comments, execupgrades.com backslash podcast, because that is your only option to generate lots of interviews quickly and not having to rely on this hope and pray, me and Christina call it the indeed wishing well, right? Okay, I'm gonna apply on LinkedIn. Come on, come on. Oh man, no one called me. And if you wanna play Russian roulette with your career and your future, might be, you know, you you might, a numbers game, you might you might eventually hit, but it, it's probably gonna be a low quality situation. If you hear somebody say, man, you have an amazing resume, you're hired, yeah, it's probably a low quality situation. Anyway, so yeah, if you're interested in playing Russian roulette, go ahead and stay on those job boards and keep editing your resume for every different position. <clears throat> And yeah. the end game I remember a, a previous a previous client, Arvin, before he came to us, it was like the beginning of 2021. He was revising his resume for every single job position. He's spending three to four hours a day. He did that for 90 days and literally hardly got any traction. So if that's you, I know how frustrating and depressing and you know all of those words it can be, right? There is another solution. Uh, schedule a call with us, right? So just to kind of recap on today's topic site, I want to let you guys know what actually happens when you apply online and how much competition there is in the workforce and how easy it is to apply online for most people. Number two, why would someone call you if they didn't think you're qualified, right? Number three, if you're not getting results, people, you know, look for something to blame, as we mentioned. And remember, the resume most of the time is not going to help you during the interview. They should be focused on you and you should be a consultant asking them what they're looking for, what are their challenges and letting them know, you know, how that applies to you and how you can help them. And remember, it's something like 3%, 2 to 3% of people who actually apply online go on an interview because of that. Probably not going to, you know, do much service to you. Christina, any closing comments? Yeah, not not great odds out there. Just to just to uh, sum up your point there. So, hey, listen, I'm excited to talk to anyone who's who's listening to this that that would like to learn more about why they've been blaming their resume and how we can flip that mindset. Um, that's it. This is what I wanted to cover. And again, I really feel like this topic needs a lot of attention for those of you that are sitting there racking your brain about this damn resume. Book a call. We can fix it. Absolutely, guys. Until next week, go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, and we'll see you next week.